Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. Ooh, good harmonizing. Good job. Hi, good night. We'll Bye. Hi, <laughs> welcomed my son in. Bye, good night. Bye, good night. Uh, you be Bye, good. Don't... All right. No, what? You want to get a quick hug in? Okay. Don't wake up your sister. Come here. Ah, mm, so cute. I needed a start of the show like that after this week. Bye. Welcome to Overnight America. My son had to stay up a little bit early tonight because uh, the way the sleep schedules were working out. And I welcomed him to open up the show, and he took advantage of it, which is great. So good to hear it. Oh, uh, producer Mike says, we want his take on the impeachment. Should I bring him back and ask him about the impeachment trial? (laughs) Hello, six-year-old, tell me about the impeachment trial, which in all seriousness, it's probably equal to a lot of the other opinions I've seen so far on it. We have a pretty open show tonight which is exciting, which means that we can open things up for you. It's the last show of the week, and the phone number is the same, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. That's how you could reach the show. And I wanted to start with this one story that has been trending throughout the day. And I saw Fox News post it, but I think the BBC was one of the first to really get the ball rolling on social media. And this is where it goes. Former FBI Director James Comey. Many people look at him as disgraced former FBI Director James Comey. A lot of people go back and look at just the shadiness that went into his tenure at the FBI, not really kicking off the best uh, period of the FBI's history. Some people would look at that as a low point in the FBI. And James Comey said that he thinks President-elect Joe Biden should consider pardoning Donald Trump for allegedly inciting the Capitol riot after he takes office. So when I read that, I thought, whoa, for James Comey, no friend of Donald Trump whatsoever, uh, very critical of Donald Trump, testified against Donald Trump. Wouldn't that be something? Imagine if Joe Biden, <laughs> on his first 24 hours in office, signs a pardon for Donald Trump, okay? I want you to just try to think about what would happen next after something like that. Do you think that it would unite the country? Do you think, if anything, it would just divide the country in a different way? Do you think the Democrats would accept it? Or do you think they would reject it? 
And if they would reject it, what do you think that would say about their commitment to unity when they say, oh, we got to have unity, 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 as they all say at the start of every term, we must have unity now. I represent all people. We must have unity. They all say the same thing. Do you think this would help Republicans to move on, the ones that look at this as just more political prosecution, another extension of the witch hunt or whatever? Would this actually help people on the right move on? And let's just say hypothetically you support Donald Trump. Would you would you think more favorably of Joe Biden? And would you actually give him a fair chance as president if he did that? Let's say you're a Democrat listening right now and they decided to do this. Would you instantly reject Joe Biden and say, I'm done with him already? First day in office, I'm done. Is your hate for Donald Trump more than your willingness to give uh, Joe Biden this opportunity to unify the country? And I think this is a fair and fascinating question. So let's take some calls on it. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Now, if I'm looking at the article right, uh, still, James Comey says, um, I don't know. He should at least consider it. Comey told uh, Matt Matless from BBC Insight, says as part of the healing, the country and getting us to a place where we can focus on things that are going to matter over the next four years. I think Joe Biden is going to have at least to at least think about it. Wow. Wouldn't that be a moment that would just shock a lot of people? <laughs> no one would expect that. And then if you're Donald Trump and to think that, well, for the rest of my life, for the rest of my days, what am I going to do for the rest of everything? Am I just going to be sitting here just getting people uh, taking shots at me forever, even though every time they do, I somehow become exonerated and it is shown for the political circus that it is for them to score some political points. Would it do good for Joe Biden to step in and just end it now and say, we got more important things to worry about. We have more important business to take care of in the House and Senate. I think that would be a huge power move. I think he would win over a lot of people. And I think his approval rating would skyrocket after something like that. Uh, I, I do. I, I think it's because it, I think Republicans that would normally show him negative favorability would at least say, well, I'm going to be at least uh, neutral at best. And that would be a step in the right direction. <sighs> and then it would last all but what? five days and then there'd be something else you'd get upset about let's go to Dwayne, who's calling in welcome to overnight america good uh good evening uh mm -hmm. i think it would be like you say i think it would be a a good move if if he if he pardons uh donald trump uh mm -hmm. i think he would win over a lot of republicans and it would end all this negative feedback that we're getting throughout the country. Mm -hmm. I uh, think this would be important to try to end some of this negative feedback. A lot of it is unwarranted and um, it would, it would, it would might ease the waters just temporarily, but it would be a step in the right direction and maybe he'd get what he'd want. Um, and, and Dwayne, I would point out, we had a guest on yesterday, Michael Bussler, who pointed out that if they decide to give these articles of impeachment to the Senate at the start of the uh, Biden administration, there's all kinds of cabinet positions and all kinds of other things that need to be 
considered for approval. They need to get to a vote. So what are you going to do? You're going to put a two week trial on and then hold back all of these appointments. That doesn't make sense. So now you're waiting till after. And then what else is going to be happening? Are you going to push back more stimulus? Are you going to push back more infrastructure, things like that, in order to take up all the Senate's time at the start? Uh, None of that makes sense. So hypothetically, if Biden steps up and does this immediately, this would not only be a a huge power move to show that he is the leader of the party and he doesn't take direction from Pelosi. And it would also show that there is an opportunity for unity. That would be huge. Now, I don't know how likely that is, but it would be a huge. All right. uh, Thank you, Dwayne. Good to hear from you. Uh, here's the thing. I want to really get your feel on this. So let's take some of your calls. I want you to tell me uh, who you voted for. So if you voted for Biden or Trump and if you think this would be a good thing. So I, I feel like the Democrats that voted for Joe Biden that hate Donald Trump would rather to see Donald Trump suffer than find ways to unify the country. So they would probably hate it. Or maybe you're a Democrat that thinks it's a great idea. I just don't know. I'm, that's why I'm waiting for your call. And we'll take some more of them coming up next on Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. All right. Welcome to Overnight America. One of the more interesting quotes of the day came from an interview James Comey gave to the BBC, where he said that Joe Biden should consider pardoning Donald Trump. First order of business. Get that out of the way and say, listen, we got more important things to deal with. Let's just get this off the table and move on. Wouldn't that be a power move for unity? Wow, that would um, shock the system of a lot of people in many different ways. Shock in some ways people would love it. They'd say, okay, how about that? Maybe we'll give this guy a chance the other way. (laughs) No way. Uh, They hate Donald Trump so much. Unity is not what they're in for. They're in to see him suffer. So let's see him suffer. That's all they want out of politics. In fact, Probably influx of people voting in this election that didn't vote from 2016 specifically voted to try to see Donald Trump suffer. That's what they want. I mean, so they're thinking, OK, this is why I voted him in. Let's try to get him persecuted from every way possible, even if it's unwarranted. So what do you think? Let's go to John. Welcome to Overnight America. Uh, by the way, uh, this is my first time hearing your show in You've got a that's a uh, uh, inspired opening with the question with in the news. I didn't know that uh, Comey wanted to do this. It sounds like he brought up uh, the hypothetical question. Yeah. So it's I don't know if that's what he wants. He just brought up the idea. He he, listened to me. He wants to stay out of jail or uh, they all do. And uh, and, you know, uh, Bloomberg could have given him the idea. They're all desperate. They're all guilty. Uh, and uh, what they and how they railroaded Flynn because partly Flynn was the whistleblower could have been inside regarding yeah. the military overseas vote that was all manipulated. The, here's what you know: it's uh, it's a mystery to me. Very well educated people. I, you know, look at the news once in a while, like um, uh, Judy Woodruff tonight, and some of the others uh, who follow this. They live and breathe it. I don't, but they all ignore, like the uh, the lady on CBS uh, who took over for uh, uh, Charlie Rose. Uh, I forget. Oh, Nora O'Donnell. I mean, I understand. It's you know, it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's politics, but mm-hmm. to be, ignore the facts of the matter yeah. is. Uh, they don't teach that in journalism school. And, you know, and it's, it's, it, it, more to the point, I think, huh. is, 
North, that's what uh, that's what divides the country. Sure, there's there's foolishness on both sides, but uh, even died in the wool Democrat friends who will never. And I understand. I mean, I'm all for helping everybody, but the point is they silently question too. I mean, you know, okay, we're so yeah. uh, people. People are not like, yeah. Okay, great. I get what you're saying, John. Thank you very much. One thing you pointed out, this is interesting. They don't teach that in journalism school. Wouldn't that be great to go back and ponder that question? Is a job of a journalist to tell both sides of the story, or is it to tell your bias side only? And I think you, when you uh, go back, you're right. They have to learn that from somewhere where they stop trying to seek two sides of a story when there is two sides. Where was that picked up? Where was that learned? And if it's in journalism school, then we got a major issue there. But it's probably learned after the fact. Let's go to Joe, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Sounded like the last guy was on a treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, Joe, I know some people, they they get nervous when they talk to the the Overnight America. I understand that. I say that tongue-in-cheek, of course. But go ahead, Joe. And you know what, John? No hate. I I was just making a quick little joke. If we were hanging out, I'd I'd buy you a drink. (laughs) You're fine. Um, All right, so to follow your rules, I'm a Trump supporter. I voted Trump twice. And if the puppet Biden decides to do this and pardon Donald Trump, here's what will happen. Nancy Pelosi and her favorite amendment, the 25th one, will then use that to remove him from office because she has said that Donald Trump is a queer and present danger to this country. So if Uh Biden pardons him, Pelosi will invoke the 25th. Kamala Harris will go for it in a second to be the first female president of our country and then mm-hmm. we're all going to be screwed that's wow. my take on it so you think that the the insurrection would come from within and pelosi would lead it to try to get rid of joe biden if he considers something like this i think the entire push i mean you know how many of the democrats uh, democrats that were running for president when they all backed out they're like oh well we were told that joe is our guy well who was saying that somebody was saying that that was pretty high up so for everybody to back off, so Joe's the guy, you put a guy in place. Pelosi was begging for the 25th Amendment months ago, months ago, way before the election. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a reason oh, yeah. for that. And I think the very it beginning, is, actually, at the very right. start of the, his uh, presidency, he's been, she's been calling for it. And I think it's uh, all okay. been designed. Great. Thank you very much, Joe. So he, Joe brings up something that is interesting. There's two things that could be happening here. Joe Biden can prove he's not a puppet to the Democratic Party by doing this, or he can prove he is a puppet because he has to do everything that Nancy Pelosi wants him to do, which is continue to target Donald Trump after he's out of office. Ah, so here, this is where you start to play some strategery. (laughs) You you put the Democratic Party in the corner and say, okay, which one is it? Are you a puppet or not a puppet? Then if they're not a puppet, you're encouraging them to pardon Donald Trump to prove it. Wow, that's... Now, that is what they call 4D chess. Uh, let's go to Nelson, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Thank you so much. I certainly in, enjoy your show. I, I really think that's an excellent question. I, I think it would it would be awesome if he would do that. Uh, it kind of reminds you of what President Gerald Ford had to do during the Nixon administration after he came in after Nixon. And I, I think it would be important. Um, President-elect Biden keeps saying that he wants to bring 
this nation together. He talks about the soul of America and bringing unity. And then I think it will also bring help him with bipartisanship in the Senate. Uh, no matter how you look at it, it's still 50-50. And he's going to need a lot of legislation passed. And I think that would bring in some of those Republicans that are kind of on the fence. So I, I, I really think if, if something like that was to happen, it would really uh, be a help to this nation. And we need healing. We need healing yeah. right now. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Thank you for your call. You, you mentioned Gerald Ford. Now, keep in mind, when he ran for re-election, a lot of people were not happy with the way that he pardoned Nixon. Now, considering it's the same party, you know, Republican, Republican, this would be Democrat to Republican. And then keep in mind, too, that Jimmy Carter, when he won that, it wasn't by a huge margin by any means. Uh, it was a pretty slim margin. And what, four, 40.8 million votes to 39.1 million votes. Now, keep in mind, we look at today's standard and the amount of people that vote, and you're doubling that. <laughs> you're doubling that in order to quantify the amount of people in there so that could always change things uh, so if it's a, uh, a strategic thing to try to set you up for a second term well here's another interesting wrinkle does joe biden even care about a second term mostly because he's going to be up there in age he's already showing signs of fatigue and he hasn't even gotten to the office yet and i think a lot of people already wonder if he's going to make it four years before kamala harris takes a step in so if he doesn't have any ambition and realizes the end game is not a second term for him then what does he have to lose <laughs> So that's another way to look at it. Let's go to Grant. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? I think that this is an interesting question to pose, especially at the opening of a show. And I think that the point of James Comey being the person to bring this hypothetical question up is rather ironic. Mm -hmm. uh, he has led a lot of the illegal investigations and the spying and everything and getting the dirt on Trump all this time. In some ways, just him suggesting that Joe Biden do this on day one, to me shows that the validity of what Trump has gone through and all these accusations has been absolute crap. <laughs> That's what it means. So it's more or less uh, if, if he thinks that they're just trying to get a moral victory, but not a legal victory against Donald Trump, then you might as well go ahead and do this and save everybody some time. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, if I truly believe that you're wrong or you've done things that are illegal or impeachable offenses, offenses. I'm sure as heck not going to be the first person to be going out there and waving, you know, the olive branch to you after uh, I've spent four years going yeah, after and, you and just nonstop. Yeah. And write a book about it and everything. <laughs> and he's touring and making yeah. money off of it all. That does make sense. Grant, thank you for your call. I do appreciate it. Well, here, what does that say? What does that mean? Does, does he understand that the result will be the same as it was in the first impeachment trial where we realize once all of the evidence is put out there? And if you're looking at this as a way to say, OK, was there direct incitement the things that he's being uh, brought up right now, with there being no proof of direct, meaning that nothing he said was directly telling people to go siege the Capitol building. 
And then if you wanted to even uh, listen to some of the different lawyers bring up all of the examples of members of the House and Senate, I mean, we can just get a giant poster board and show every quote from everyone there that's still serving that said things 10 times worse than Donald Trump. Uh, do they want to go through that, too? Let's really lay out everything, lay out all the dirty laundry. OK, real quick, let's go to Larry, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Uh, tell, you tell me how I voted. <laughs> I know how you voted for Trump. Yes. Thank what you. What do you think? What do you think about this move? If Joe Biden well, decides it, to do think, something like that? I think I think Comey might have a conscience. I'm not sure. And Biden, <laughs> the one one of the callers said something about healing. Does uh, Joe Biden keep a, a bottle of Watkins liniment in his back pocket for healing? I'm not sure. But that's not why I called. The reason I called was, and a lot of, a lot of your callers don't seem like they get all the news that's available every day. And I'm a news, I'm a news freak. You know that. Mm-hmm. The Daily Caller today on, on uh, Newsmax had some footage of John Sullivan, who's a high higher up in the Black Lives Matter, the group around him, he inflamed them, burned the Capitol down. It was a snap judgment on the impeachment. There's plenty of footage. And lastly, for you, Ryan, today, Trump declassified some information, and it will be very, very revealing. And also the last thing on black journalists, they said that Israel no, has all the goods on our, they actually got into our system. They know exactly what transpired during the election, and I hope they reveal it. I don't know uh, what they're okay. waiting on. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, I wonder what uh, that means. I know that a lot of national security firms are based in Israel, which I do. I know they monitor things like that, any type of tr- web traffic in cybersecurity. Um, I wanted to point out, too, that John Sullivan who Larry brought up, I was going to talk about on the show later. He was arrested. He was at the Capitol on the siege day and uh, he was wearing Trump clothing. Yeah. Like a Trump hat and things. And keep in mind, he was going in inciting people. They have that on video, him telling people to commit acts of violence. Oh, and then flashback. He was an activist that started his own movement over the summer based on the incident up in Minneapolis. And as part of a BLM activist, he was on CNN with Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper interviewed him as someone who hates Trump and uh, talked about his movement, which is definitely uh, on par with the violence that you saw on January 6th which there is video evidence of him inciting that. So, yes, I'll talk about that later. That's an interesting thing. A little bit uh, off topic, but I want to take more of your calls on this. One of the big headlines is James Comey, in an interview with the BBC, said that Joe Biden should consider pardoning Donald Trump. Would that be a power move or what? So however you feel about Donald Trump, would you accept that? If you're a Republican, would you look at that as a unifying thing and give Joe Biden a chance? If you're a Democrat, would you reject it and hate it? Because all you want to do is see Donald Trump suffer. You know, unity, forget about it. We'll take some more of your calls. Your weather coming up next to It's Overnight America, KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. What an idea. James Comey, as part of an interview with the BBC, suggested that Joe Biden should consider pardoning Donald Trump as soon as he gets into office. Wouldn't that be a move? All right. What do you think about that? Let's go to Jeff. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, um, uh, how's it going tonight? Great. Um, I'd like to know pardon for what? He hasn't been tried or convicted of anything. Well, okay, that's a point. But now that there's another article of impeachment there, which would lead to trial, um, I think that preemptively speaking, that would call off the dogs on this one. It would be a nice gesture. So um, it wouldn't, I think, mean that he's guilty of anything. It would just be a way to try to put all of this behind us. Uh, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be ever behind us. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be hard. Let's just say uh, hypothetically, let's just say even if the Democrats run out there, yell, scream and cheer and they say, you know, this just is a admission of guilt that he needed something like this. But in the end, they're putting we're going to take that Trump card off the table. They can't continue to persecute him forever. And they're not going to be able to use that willy nilly anytime they want. And to just to let them gloat, even though they we know they're wrong, but just to let them gloat for a little bit, would it be worth it? Uh, they're, they're, they want the Democrats in the Senate want to convict him so he can't run again. And if he's yeah. a pardon, he'll be run again. Um, that's interesting. So if they pardon him, would that mean he can never run again? I don't no, if know it, if that's no. true. If he's pardoned, he can run again. Yeah. And I think that even if he is found guilty, which he wouldn't be, 
in the second impeachment. I don't know if that necessarily means he can't run again unless they bring up a separate resolution for that. But then a, a resolution is different than a trial, a criminal trial. Uh, so in that case, I don't even know if a pardon or no pardon would change any of that. I think that Congress could still, I mean, hypothetically vote something through. That uh, well, doesn't that, have anything to do with the pardon. Well, that's all. Uh, yeah, thanks, Jeff. Last thing. Good. Oh. oh, yeah. Uh, the thing about the stimulus, I knew it wasn't going to be 2000 Oh, the new one that's coming in. Yes, yeah. we're going to talk about it's that later in the show, too. Yeah, yeah. 1400 including the 600 we already got. Right. Okay, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, the proposal, Joe, uh, Joe Biden put a proposal out today, what he wants to do on a few different fronts, one of which is uh, his stimulus idea. So he wants to put $1,400 checks out that would supplement and in addition to the 600 that was just approved, meaning the total of the two would be 2000 And I don't know if that's his way to try to be a little bit fiscally responsible in this, but then again, just throwing more money out doesn't necessarily scream fiscal responsibility to begin with, but we'll talk about that later in the show. That's good. Uh, let's go to Will. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. Um, commenting uh, from the Trump voter perspective, uh, here's what I think is going to happen. Joe's never going to get a chance to pardon uh, President Trump because uh, Mike Pence is going to pardon him right after Trump resigns. And then Mike will promptly resign and make Nancy the president of the United States. <laughs> okay, why do you think that progression would happen in the next uh, six days? Well, I think uh, it would be the first blow, uh, get Nancy out of Congress, and, uh, you know, we can go from there on a more level playing field. Could Nancy Pelosi hypothetically turn it down? I wonder if someone could. That's a good Richard Bino question. All right, Will, thank you very much. Wow, what th that would be a strange turn of events. I mean, you're really playing with the law, or at least uh, you're, you're playing with the Constitution if you're using it as a way to try to remove people from an office. Because if you're Nancy Pelosi, let's just say you, based on the chain of command, excel yourself up into president, you don't get to go right back down to the House after that, do you? I don't think you do. I, I think when it's your term's up, it's up. Like, that would remove you from office. Could you do that? Uh, that is a strange, bizarre tactic that, oh, man, that's out of a movie. That's not out of real life. But then again, it, it, it gives me a big smile on my face just to think that's a possibility and that somebody has thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Jim, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. Hi. Uh, so to answer your first question, I voted for Trump the first time because of the opportunity to get one or two Supreme Court justices. Justices, it was from a faith-based decision. The second time I voted for him was because he promised delivered on everything he said he was going to do. So I think. Joe Biden, by pardoning Trump, would deliver on a promise, which a lot of politicians don't do, on his promise of unity. So I think that would be a good thing, and I think would be good for America. And I think, tongue-in-cheek, I think Joe, or maybe even Hunter, may one day need somebody to pardon them, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's another way to look at it, too. Thanks, Jim. So he'll say, all right, okay, hey, we'll make this move, and down the road, you owe me one, Republicans. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Look at the number of people that are in the Republican Party that 
in the Senate may consider uh, looking at this seriously, these uh, articles of impeachment, the one that came up. I mean, there were 10 Republicans in the House, even though that's a relatively small number considering uh, the hundreds that went the other way. But still, you see some of these other prominent senators that just hate Donald Trump that have a R next to their name that uh, I don't know. Uh, Maybe they would want to see further prosecution. I don't know if they want unity. Who knows? But the whole point of all of this would be to try to put this behind us. And the ones that think Donald Trump uh, does not deserve a second impeachment, and even if it does somehow find its day uh, in court or at least through a trial through the Senate, realize that it's not going to result in him being removed from office. So this is all a waste of time. It's just more political theater. Want to see this to go. Um, this would be a big move. But then again, what do you think would happen to Joe Biden in his own party? Man, that would be a tough one. So let's go to Bob, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Yeah, I uh, just had a birthday. I turned 81, and I think I had a revelation. I, I wanted to run something by you mm-hmm. and say that what you take all the uh, senators we have. We have like 100 senators, right? Mm-hmm. And you have, uh, I don't know how many representatives, maybe five, six hundred. And, of course, they make all the rules uh, that we live by. And you can, you can bring it down to the FBI, the Department of Justice. And then um, you take the big six uh, guys that run on the Facebook, uh, Google, Amazon, Twitter. Anyway, there's about 330 million people in this country and I'd like somebody to come up with the numbers about how many people are actually running this country and telling us what to do. I think you're going to find it's probably like 1%. Okay. So your point being what? I, well, 330 million people, we're, we're, we're doing the bidding of, of 1% of the people in this country. The politicians, you can break it down to state level, local level. Everybody's got their hand hand in your back pocket. Mm. So you're saying that those one percent don't represent the rest. They they represent only what is in their best interest. Well, I think a lot of them do, but I mean, I mean, think about it. You, you've got about one percent of the people in this country that are running, telling everybody else, the other three hundred twenty nine million, what to do every day. They're running your life. Mm. Okay, well, we'll take that. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. That's when you go out, what do you go out in front of the uh, state capitals across the country and yell power to the people. I can't remember whose quote was that. Who was it? Maxine Waters. Someone went, <laughs> was screeching that. But I think the the point of elected officials is to represent your area in the area's best interests. And if you find that they are not doing that, you vote them out. But then again, I don't think here in St. Louis, for example, Cori Bush really represents our best interest in this area. I think she's got other motives. And like Bob would mention, I'm sure there's other congressmen and women that are serving right now that have other motives. That could be very true. Um, no, I don't. OK, but what would you want that percentage to be? And I think that the best thing you can do is to vote people in that allow you to govern your own life the best you can without government intrusion. So if you can find Republicans or libertarians or independents or whatever it is, mostly Republicans that would run and find themselves in office that would say, "Okay, we're going to get the government out of your life in your house. We want you to be able to govern yourself that way. We don't want you to have to go to Uncle Sam and say, go ahead and make all my decisions for me. That's a good start. And 
then if the 1% is saying, well, we're here to ensure your freedoms, then that's a good step. Then again, uh, do you want too many cooks in the kitchen? That's another term, right? Uh, too many chefs working on the soup. And if that's the case, if that 1% is 10%, then how messy and crazy would that get? Just find people that allow you to live your life in the government, not intruding and allowing so other people don't have to intrude on it either. And that would be a good step. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America, KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Overnight America, what a fun way to start the show. I actually enjoyed hearing your comments on that. For the most part, we received people that voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and then again in here 2020 uh, that said this would be an all right move. But then they look at some other things. I actually just messaged Rich Rubino to try to run that hypothetical question by him because it is so strange. I never would have imagined in a million years someone would have thought this up. But let me just run it by you. We have six days until the inauguration of Donald Trump. That's a week from Wednesday. So we have, uh, what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Joe Biden is sworn in. That's at the inauguration of Donald Trump, the inauguration of Joe Biden. And let's say in between that time, Donald Trump says, I'm going to resign. And we get a video of him walking out to the helicopter, waving and see you later, a couple of days before the end of his term. Mike Pence steps in. Mike Pence pardons Donald Trump. <laughs> and then Mike Pence says, all right, I think I'm going to resign, too. And then from that point, Nancy Pelosi being the next chain in command would propel to the president of the United States. Nancy Pelosi would technically become the first female president of the United States. She then in return would no longer be the speaker of the house. And then in a couple of days when Joe Biden is inaugurated, she would be out of Congress <laughs> because her term would be up as president. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? All right. I know those chain of command is not going to happen, but I thought of that as the craziest idea that would be an awesome fictional book. If someone were to write that or, you know, the West Wing when it was on television, one of those hypothetical uh, TV shows, or if they just want to do a small mini series, <laughs> it would be par for the course of all the crazy things that are going on. So, uh, Oh, look, see, Nixon is trending right now on Twitter. All right, here's a story. Let me let me tell you what Nixon's trending for. President Trump told aides he doesn't want to hear them mention former President Richard Nixon, the last president to resign during his final days of office. All right, just more internal gossip from the White House. Does everyone, when they hear something, if, if there's someone that's working for this administration in the White House, do they immediately go out there and it's like on speed dial, they call a reporter at CNN to say, oh, I just heard someone say this thing. It's it's really a kind of sad state of journalism, all things considered, because how many things have been reported where, you know, I mean, you know that what they're doing is bringing up things that are either gossip or secondhand or really maybe they didn't hear it that clearly, but they got the gist of it. And as opposed to them going on the record to say these things, it's just, you know, a bunch of background chatter that somehow gets reported as legitimate news when it's not even that. Over and over and over again the past four years. I wonder if they're going to treat Joe Biden the same way. You already know the answer to that, though, don't you? So there's a lot that went down lately. Let me do this real quick. And maybe in the next hour, we'll talk about 
St. Louis attorney Al Watkins that is seeking a pardon from Donald Trump. And, you know, we got a couple minutes. How about we just do that right now? So Al Watkins here in St. Louis, very high profile uh, lawyer. He's taken on some extremely high cases. I think Al was also involved in the McCloskeys and Greitens and all of that uh, in some capacity. So when there's a big anything going on when it comes to trials, in walks Al Watkins. Now, the strange thing about this is that the man that may be the most photographed person as part of this capital mob uh, that went in and broke in and found himself on the House floor. He's the guy that wears the Viking hat with the horns. He was not wearing a shirt. He's walking around with what looks like a burlap sack for pants and very you know, face painted, things like that. So he's standing there with a very uh, you know proud pose where Nancy Pelosi would stand. and Or maybe it was even where the vice president would sit. I can't remember which chamber. But then we go back and he's in the hallways taking pictures or whatever. Well, he was finally arrested in Arizona, but he has picked Al Watkins for his defense and is asking for a pardon from President Trump. You know who decided to do a whole nother story on this? Kevin Klein. St. Louis attorney Albert Watkins, who represented the McCloskeys earlier in the summer, is now representing the man with the fur hat with the Viking horns coming out of it. The man who was seen inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, bare-chested with red, white, and blue face paint on, walking around carrying an American flag. His name is Jacob Chansley. And in a press release, Watkins says he's asking for President Trump to pardon Chansley. Want to read from the press release? It says from Al Watkins that Mr. Chansley is an American. He served honorably in the U.S. military. He has zero criminal history. He is a lover of nature, routinely practices meditation, is an active practitioner of yoga, and he eats only organic food. The press release goes on to say that he, Mr. Chansley, took seriously the countless messages of President Trump. He believed in President Trump, like tens of millions of other Americans. Chansley felt for the first time in his life, Watkins writes, as though his voice were being heard. Although he was there, yeah, Mr. Chansley did not hide his identity, Mr. Watkins said. He was unarmed. He was not violent. He was not destructive. His attire was consistent with his long-held shaman beliefs. While in the Capitol building, he followed the instructions of supportive and respectful law enforcement personnel. He did not bear arms, but rather supported a megaphone. And Mr. Watkins says, my client had heard the oft-repeated words of President Trump. The words and invitation of a president are supposed to mean something. Given the peaceful and compliant fashion in which Mr. Chansley comported himself, it would be appropriate and honorable for the president to pardon Mr. Chansley. And that's from Albert Watkins, the Clayton attorney, who representing the man with the Viking horn hat who was seen inside the U.S. Capitol. With a whole other story, I'm Kevin Killeen. Yeah, the last I heard from him, the QAnon, Shaman, Shaman, whatever, he was refusing to eat because it wasn't up to his dietary standards. He wanted all organic food or whatever in prison. Yeah, I don't know. It's No, don't. you're not going to pardon any of the people that were involved in this, even the high-profile ones, for some reason, to show that he got off scot-free would be 
terrible, terrible, terrible precedent. And then if anything, I think what you should look at are any of these other instances across the country that will for sure come out in the future. And it's not going to be those donning Donald Trump hats most of the time and probably 99% of the time that will find themselves in similar situations. No means, by no means would you want Joe Biden to come out there and say, we're going to forgive them for doing that. Anyone that is involved in acts of violence and together as a mob break into or take care of things need to be handled appropriately. Now, keep in mind the ironic thing of all of this, that if he was, let's say, a liberal and as part of the riots that we saw for the past year, I think a lot of people on the left would be saying, well, a building's a building. It's not a person. So as long as he didn't hurt anyone, then there should be no repercussion. They would be lining up to bail him out of jail. They would be uh, celebrities looking to pay to make sure he was fully represented. All of these things would be going down. So if the roles were reversed, you know that they would be trying to handle this differently. But no, 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 no. On a matter of principle, none of those people that were involved should be taken lightly and none of them should be pardoned and all of them should be uh, appropriately prosecuted each one of them being looked at by what happened and there may be some more that are uh, that vary in prosecution you know someone that steps in and walk through the hall may be different than someone that picked up a a fire extinguisher and threw it at police officers or decided to punch someone or break a window or whatever there's different varying lengths when it comes to the, the prosecution, what we should see. But maybe we'll talk about more of that in the next hour. I do also want to talk about the weather. AccuWeather is going to talk about that polar vortex and what we can expect. And it looks like we're, we could be finally getting some things in St. Louis, maybe a little snow tomorrow. They can give us some insights into that, too. 314-436-7900. We'll be right back on Overnight America KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 